We are a group of friends bound by our appreciation for liberty and good podcasting. Free-minded thinkers from all walks of life, our values come together with one accord to discuss the common culture and news of the day, along with whatever random crap is going on in our lives. Welcome to the Union of the Unknowns. Welcome to another edition of Union of the Unknowns. I have an amazing, well, not me, we all do because we're all in this together. We have an amazing cast today. We have myself, uh, Jacqueline, ATL Connector. We have Keel Thor. Howdy. And then we have Stella from Australia. Hey, good day. And our most beautiful, Ashley. Think change repeat. Um, hello. Thank you. Thank you for that compliment. So we're getting into cyborgism, transhumanism, all the different kind of technological isms out there. And our resident expert in the technology industry who works in it, you know, all the time is our expert Kilthor. Kilthor, take it away. Thank you, Stella. Hello, ladies. And Jacqueline, because I'm the one that was doing it. <laughs> but thank you. Stella, you've really been on his mind lately. Wow. <laughs> that's, the, that's the second time I've done that tonight, isn't it? I tell. <laughs> it's because, well, anyway. So, uh, yeah, maybe it's, the, maybe it's the Jameson talking. I don't know. Uh, so one of my favorite uh, movie tropes is the cyborg. You know, I love sci-fi and stuff. So I thought, let's talk about that because there's new stuff in the news about it all the time. So what is a cyborg? Essentially, it's a, it stands, it's short for cybernetic organism, right? So a, a human usually, uh, but it can be an animal too, or a plant, I suppose, that has uh, using technology to enhance its senses or abilities or restore senses or abilities as in the case of somebody who's blind and they can use uh you know machines and mechanical maneuvers to bring their sight back uh but you know cyborg the term goes back to 19th century literature actually when it was the concept was first kind of invented and then you know over the years, it's it's everybody knows all the movie tropes like the Terminator and the Blade Runner, and these are all kind of cyborg characters that that enter into the pop culture. The thing that I'm not so familiar with is the transhumanism. I've, I'm familiar with it in a, kind of a general sense, but you know, I I don't think I could define it necessarily. I think transhumanism is kind of a movement rather than a a conceptualized character you know so i you know in recent news just in the past 20 years i think there have been amazing advancements in biotech that have done some uh you know incredible uh things like like i said restoring vision and uh and even that's kind of still experimental but you know, you see people walking around with those cochlear implants that give them hearing 
Like if they were deaf before, now they can hear suddenly. I remember um, Lou Ferrigno, if you know who that guy is, he used to play the Hulk on the TV show in the 80s and he's a big bodybuilder guy, famous guy. Yeah. He, uh, he was deaf uh, almost completely. And then uh, maybe five years ago or something like that, he got those implants and was able to hear suddenly. And, and it's amazing, this technology. So, you know, I'm uh, greatly in favor of medical technologies, but there's dangers to it, obviously. You know, we don't want, you know, robots coming back in time and killing us. So <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think? What, what do you think is next for us in this new frontier of human advancement you know what's kind of crazy is i think about sometimes like with the whole elon musk like chip in your head thing not off with your head but chip in the head mm -hmm. and um you know my mom who is a two-time uh stroke survivor who has a severe brain injury from the second one that has her not being able to communicate and stuff like that. So I think, well, it's my mom. It's not me, but I wonder, cause I would never do it. But I was like, I wonder if I could, if like I did the chip in her head, if it would, you know, give her the ability to be able to communicate and speak with me again. But then the other part of me is like, what happens if it takes over who she is and then it's not who she is and then she's not who she is anyways. And then what if the chip is like giving her different information to talk about and say or whatever. And it like changes who she like, you know what I mean? Her personality, like just whoever she is. And I was like, well, I wouldn't want that either because I want my mom to be her. I just want her brain to be healed or the inflammation or whatever that's stopping her brain from being able to communicate properly and stuff like that, you know? Um, and yeah. And so I just, I don't think that I would want that for that. Like if, if it was like to, yeah, no, because there's drugs out there that can help her. Um, but they cost like $10,000 and aren't covered by insurance. So. Mm. Well, she, so could, she, she could sign up for an experiment. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that kind of stuff. But, you know, there have been stroke uh, patients that have been uh, greatly helped by chip implants, you know. In they, their brain? Look at the pacemaker. Yeah, but does it change their personality and stuff or, like, who they no. are? Or does it, like, put thoughts in their brains? Or I, is it... I think there's – no, it doesn't do anything like that. It's, I, you know, there's always a risk of serious personality change whenever there's any kind of – they're doing something on your brain, of course. Yeah. But, uh, the 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 chip that they install is just there to give them uh, senses back to kind of, like you said, repair the damage. But it, I don't think it actually fixes the brain on a you know cellular biological level because the brain matter has been destroyed. So mm -hmm. what they do is it creates sort of an interface between the central nervous system and the part of the brain that has been cut off from it. Mm. allows mm. you to i don't know move and see and whatever the, the damage has been done kind yeah. of reverse that. so that's exactly what elon sorry ashley you go oh, okay really quick i was just gonna say i think right. that jackie's statement though is really sums up 
the huge concern for me, right? Because that's the very thing is that we have people that we love and we care about and we want them to be healthy and healed and have a quality of life. And so who knows when it comes down to it, if there, if there's proven evidence and not force, but if there's just a technology that potentially could help the loved one or could help one of us, who knows how we would really feel when it got down to it. But on the other hand, exactly like what Jackie said, is that you, the more technologically advanced we get, like a pacemaker is, that is an implant, you know, but that's not the same as a brain chip. And so I think the other thing that we have is this whole scale of nuance too, depending on like, what is the technology, you know, if, if we, so Elon Musk is saying that Neuralink, which is the brain chip company that he has that has been doing animal trials is now going to be ready for human trials starting basically now. Mm. Um, so I think that we are in a really scary time as far as that goes, because, um, it's a slippery slope. It could really help people, but it could also be used for evil 100%. And especially if you have somebody who's in control of a major social media company and if they create the everything app that they have said that they want to create, which is what is used in China, um, you know, and who ha- who supports the scary ideas from the World Economic Forum, I think we need to be really concerned about that. And is a CIA controlled operative? <laughs> yeah, I read something the other day that called him DARPA's favorite son. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that one. But it's like, you know, computers can be used for life-saving surgery or they can be used to launch missiles, you know. It yep. depends whose hands it's in, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the fact that it's in Elon's, well, the people that are pulling his strings hands, but uh, I guess they're the people with the money, isn't it? it mm-hmm. But that's the dilemma, isn't it? It's making those decisions for our loved ones or ourselves in a, in a situation of you know, no yeah. sight or not being able to walk. But that's, that's the same way that propaganda works, isn't it? That's why they've introducing it this way. Um, oh, it's so beneficial. Everyone's going to, you know, but it's where it's heading. We're, we're not stupid people. We know what the possibilities are. And we also know about the nefariousness of the people surrounding all these things. So um, I think our concerns are reasonably valid. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And- there also. I'm sorry, go ahead, Keel. No, I was going to try to bridge that to the transhumanist movement. You know, where did that begin and who's behind all that? And, you know, is is Elon Musk just, you know, a face of it, you know, coming out with with these chips? It actually goes back a lot further than I think you'd think. And I'm sorry, I can't pull up any sort of dates or anything, but just fairly recently, I was reading something that made me just go, oh, wow, like that stems right back to there. I mean, it's obviously an extension of the eugenics program, which we know is quite old, like, again, older than we probably would think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. What the end goal movie... is. I'm sorry, go ahead. Stella. Sorry, I was, just, I was just saying it depends what the end goal is of the people who's controlling it. Yeah. And there when... was a movie that came out a couple of years ago. Sorry, Ashley. That's okay, go ahead. Uh, and um, it was like this guy got injured he was out with his wife and then as this guy got injured his wife got killed and he got injured and like paralyzed or something and then they offered to put like this microchip inside of him which gave him like this super human like strength and stuff like that 
And then it went even further. It was like, um, where it had the opportunity where it was like, it had like this control on the chip and the chip would talk to him and stuff like that. And then it um, had like, so he had the opportunity to like remove like the control that he had from the chip. And it like put him in this position where it basically allowed the chip, it, the chip put him in this position where he was so injured that the chip was like, if you remove this control, then you'll be able to have full access to your body and stuff like that again. And then um, it came down at the very end of it that the, this computer chip, this computer had set this whole thing up and it basically wanted to be inside. It was like a total demonic thing and like wanted to be inside of a human body. And like, it just, I cannot remember the name of the doggone movie, but it was out pre-COVID. And, um, and then basically like at the end, once he removed that thing, the chip took over his whole body and his brain and everything. And it really just became him. Huh. And so it's like, I think about that. And then I think about like stuff with my mom, you know what I mean? And like, like the, you know, and then I'm like, oh my God, that's just got it. Cause it's so true. And then like, I I figure I won't even go through a naked body scanner in the airport. Like I get, I'll do, I get asked to be, I've never been through one. So really, I'll, yeah, no way. I've always refused. I turned it down from the beginning. So then I'll have them like, you know, whatever me. And then they take the gloves and they like pat you down to make sure you don't have any BOMB juice on you or anything like that, you know? <laughs> Or any other juice. Uh, I was made to go through one. Or jisms or anything like that. What? <laughs> I was just made to go through one recently um, because there was um, prior a choice to not go through one, but not anymore. We don't have a choice anymore. And like our airport here, Ballina, I think it's one of one of the most um, busiest in Australia, Ballina Byron. Um, and they put one in here fairly recently. And yeah, so to visit my son, I had no choice. I had to go through one. I really I didn't want like, to. I'm I, allergic I, I, to they radiation. They see the look on my face. <laughs> I was like, I'm allergic to radiation. So I can't <laughs> really go through that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> allergic to technology. I just wanted to add to um, Elon uh, actually says himself, he's the aim of Neuralink, let's um, specifically, uh, is to create a generalized input output platform for the brain that's that's what actually that's what the text said behind him i was just watching a video on his um, presentation of Neuralink updates it was only about three days old uh he says that they'll be ready to implant a human in about six months from now um, wow but yeah but the um the text up behind him said to create a generalized in-out platform for the brain but when he read it out and this annoyed me a little bit i know it's little but he read it out as to create an in-out platform for your brain. I was like, no, mate, it's not going to be my brain. No. <laughs> just yeah. say the brain, not your brain. I just thought that was just a little thing, you know, that they slip in, yeah. the devil in the detail. It sounds a little, you know, aggressive to say. Yeah, it's, it's like you will not escape this. Yeah, you don't have a choice. It's going to be in your brain. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, That's what that it sounded like. That's a great point too, because I do think that that has been one of his things was that humans need to be able to compete 
with AI. Otherwise it's game over. So you have to kind of meld or have this technology with humans because otherwise AI will take over. That was sort of the basis of his interview with Joe Rogan and what he was saying at that time. And I, I don't feel know. like they just, yeah, sorry. That's what you finished. Oh, that's okay. I, I don't know if he, I don't recall if the brain chip conversation was being had at that time or if it was after the fact when he began talking about it. And then the last thing I just wanted to, to talk about that there is distinction in this category. So you have a cyborg, which assumably would be this, you know, robot human mix. Then you have the transhuman movement and transhumanists. Then you have the technocracy. And so I think that there's distinction in that, in those areas, but there's a lot of overlap too. And I just wanted to make that, you know, kind of point that out. If people are interested in looking these things up, there's a lot of different rabbit holes that you can go down because there are technocrats that are sort of pushing the transhuman movement. And the idea, at least it seems, is to sort of perfect this technology. And I guess there's a lot of theories out there, but to perfect the technology so that they can essentially have the fountain of youth. So they won't ever leave. And, and I've heard theories of like, well, they want to be able to upload their consciousness and live forever and, and that kind of thing. Yep. So I just wanted to yep. get that out there. That is exactly right. That's exactly what they're trying to do. People like the Schwabs and the, particularly the Yuval Noah Hararis of the world. If anyone doesn't know who that little person is, um, <laughs> we'll just keep it family friendly. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Go and look up Yuval Noah Harari um, from the, well, you can dub the WEF, the World Economic Forum. He's always, you'll always pop up there because he's a, he's a little devil sitting on Schwab's shoulder. Not that he needs one whispering into Schwab's ear. And I think personally, I mean, I want to, I wouldn't mind doing a bit of a dive on Val Noah Harari at some point, cause he's a whole episode in himself, but, um, he's married, his husband, I'm pretty sure is the dude who's, uh, got his, he might be pulling the strings a little bit too. I don't know. They're definitely, they're in, they're in cohorts together anyway co cohorts but getting back to elon yeah i mean all this stuff obviously is the technology and depends on the application so there's going to be people who are going to benefit from it but again it depends whose hands it in and hands it is in and if you know on the darker side of things but unfortunately the reality <laughs> um i i sort of feel like we're just going to be eventually left with basically just enough brain power to consume not to think, not to create, just to consume and be slaves, but in an actual direct sense. Yeah. That makes sense because they really just want us to consume now. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, schooling and everything is really just set up for you to consume and comply, right? Not for you to think, totally. create your own thought processes, to be able to comprehend yeah i mean you've just got to look at the curriculum a lot of it's just outdated bs basically yeah and useless i mean how many of i don't know about you but i haven't really used trigonometry since i left school mm -hmm. i i did not enjoy trig at all i barely got to geometry so <laughs> I, I don't think i ever took it yeah i'm kind of the same boat i've struggled in that regard i i struggled in trig and then in college, uh, there was like calculus was a, a requirement for every year in my uh, degree. And boy, that just kicked my ass all over the place. 
Yeah, and then calculus was completely disproved. So disproved. I heard what? that just yesterday. Oh, I have to find what out whose name it was. Tell us about that because this is weird. I can't tell you much about it. I was listening to something yesterday and they were sort of talking a little bit about things. It was just a real quick comment that uh, I wish I could remember the name now. Such and such came along. It was a name I knew too. I hadn't heard this before. But so then such and such came along and disproved calculus. It was like, oh, okay. Didn't know that. So I'll, right. I'll try to figure out where I heard that and if I can put it in the show notes or something. But oh, maybe you can, guys can just Google it. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, just look into that because I didn't look into it. I just It sort of just came to mind then. So I hope I'm not leading you down a, a rotten rabbit hole there. Hey, uh, we, can, we can check with Terry. I bet he'll have some insight on that. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, got his sure. finger on the pulse. Of maths. Of the maths world. Yes, don't yeah, call it math. I noticed this too, Elon Musk's um, initials like M, right? That sort of made me think, wasn't there some sort of, was it James Bond or wasn't there an M character at some point? Yeah. M. What was that from? Uh, James Bond, I believe. Yeah, I think it might have been. He had uh, sideline comment. M was uh, that wasn't his. Uh, the guy with the technologies was it? That was. Uh, there who? was a Q. That was usually the a woman giving instructions. I think. Yeah, yeah I don't, it's too vague now. It's too many years ago that I watched it. I, I I would usually be an expert to ask about 007, but now that you've asked, yeah. I can't I can't pull up an okay. It's just How the about, letter M, I think, too, wasn't it? Let's let's go back to the cyborg stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it, if you look up Wick Cyborg and Wikipedia, they give you some examples of actual attempts at cyborgization. And some of these are pretty interesting sounding. Uh, there's a there's a guy named Neil Harbison who vol- who like put an, an antenna on his head that allows him to see uh, light outside of the normal human spectrum that's visible. Mm. And he he walks around with this antenna hanging over him, and it's uh, ridiculous looking. Anyway, um, but um, <clears throat> what made me well. Back to what you were talking about, Ashley, the talking about uploading your mind to the internet. There was actually a guy who connected his his brain to hundreds, I think, of electrodes, sensors, and was able to, through the internet, control a robotic hand mm. in a different location. And so he would became the first person to essentially upload his brain to the internet in a way. And then they went further and uh, was able to put sensors on the hand so he could feel in his head how tightly the, the robotic hand was gripping. And then he hooked his wife up to an identical situation and they were able to communicate somehow through their brains, through the internet in the end. So I'm going to go with that is horrifying. (laughs) Man with two brains. (laughs) There you go. Um, Steve Martin, right? Now that's getting a little into the the whole hive mind, right? And I think that that may be a piece or an element of this for some of these people. Now, the other thing is that I just wanted to point out 
or a thought experiment rather is like, okay, so if we know that we have regular psychopaths in the human population, we have people that feel nothing or perhaps even joy when harming another human being, correct? Sure, you're run-of-the-mill psychopath. Yep. Correct. And so we, and we have some examples of that. Let's say that serial killers are real. Now, the reason that I'm prefacing it that way, Keel, yes, you're making your hmm emoji face. <laughs> The reason that I preface it that way is because I now have wondered, not that I've seen evidence, but just thought about this, that as far as serial killers go, and we know that some people, even like uh, Whitey Bulger and potentially Charles Manson, and there's a third, oh, um, Ted Kaczynski, that were potentially victims of MKUltra and involved in that program, right? So who knows if serial killers had not actually been created and were used as distractions and fear mechanisms and things like that. I don't know, food for thought. But anyway, let's say that they're authentic and you have a Jeffrey Dahmer just out there who can kill 16, 17, whatever people and think nothing of it. Well, he is doing that in the context of knowing that he could be caught by law enforcement and that he would face real actual consequences. And he still did those things. So imagine what people who were completely above the law, who have more money than 99.9% .9 of the people on earth have, they have all the connections. What are these people capable of? That is who is telling you to put a chip in your head. Mm. Sounds like a yeah, pretty cool you, dude. <laughs> that really breaks it down, especially if you break it down to the people that controlled Charles Manson, who controlled who, all those people that did all that crazy stuff. Who controlled Charles Manson, though? CII, was it? <laughs> yeah, if he was he was, was alleged to be MK Ultra. MK Ultra, yeah, totally. Mm. So and along and, with others, yeah, you're right. Actually, there has been quite a quite a number of them that coming out lately as being high, uh, yeah, highly possible. Yeah, involved in that. And not that I'm saying again that some of these medical technologies are not going to be useful. And it it kind of I guess I'm beating a dead horse because we've already said that it depends on you know the the hands that it is in. But knowing that we have people that that are interested in that. Um, and knowing what kind of people I believe that they are is concerning for me. And the other thing I wanted to say really quickly is that the, I believe there is a tie-in to the MRNA that they're starting to try to push on us. So some people are speculating that they're the reason that they're experimenting and pushing MRNA specifically so much is because they are beginning to run these trials. And it seems like maybe it's important to their plan of the technocracy to have the MRNA and to have um, maybe the graphene oxide that was alleged to be in the shots as well. Stella? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things there. Um, just one thing that I want to mention quickly is that they've gotten a Neuralink, um, the actual gadget itself is much smaller now, and they've actually got it to sink into the hole of the skull instead of it being an extruding thing, which, you know, I mean, we, we knew, I, I, I don't buy that. I, I'm sure it's much smaller than that <laughs> already, but, you know, we're, we're seeing the, the version they're showing us. Uh, anyway, um, the other thing that, uh, yeah, spurred to mind was something that I saw in this video too, when you mentioned the hive mind thing, hooking everyone up, they actually had a readout of um, 
uh, one of the monkeys Neuralinks. So they, they showed the graph, the neuron charging readout. And boy, oh boy, that looked like, you know, in the matrix where it's got the green stuff coming from the top to the bottom. It's like a lot of people have a screensaver like that. Yeah. It's just like that, but except, except it goes left to right and it's not green. It's black and white, but it goes left to right, but it looks exactly the same. Whoa. We got yeah, to check that was out. freaky. That was freaky. And the other, the last little thing I want to say there was um, when you're linking it to the possible injection um, experiment that we've just been through, uh, there's lots of different versions of what was in there. As we know, it's all very confusing, lots of disinformation out there, mm -hmm. along with the little bit of truth that we might have come across. Um, but there has been some speculation about uh, crystals uh, being part of the structure that was injected. And we all know what crystals are used for, um, you know, for radios, et cetera, transmission. Um, so apparently these little crystals attached to cells or what have you. And so, I don't know. I mean, I can't give you the whole biological breakdown there, but the crystal thing was kind of interesting. Yeah. So that could all be tied in with it. Communication. Yeah. And I had, Input, also, output. I had also heard, sorry, Stella, um, that there were maybe some circuitry when they had looked at the, the, I don't know, some of those clots a little more carefully that it, it had some resemblance to almost like a circuitry board starting to try to come together. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So are you suggesting that <clears throat> nano-sized robotic implements were placed in the vaccines that were handed out? Are you saying that has been, that has been alluded actually to. injected with nat government nanorobots? Yes. Well, nano dust has been apparently a technology that's been around mm -hmm. for a number of years. I think it goes, well, mm -hmm. who knows what it goes back to. They tell us one thing, but uh, at least back to about 2011 that I know of. Um, but I'm sure they've been working on it for decades. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? Nano robots anything exist. in there. I mean, well, they have them. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. The, the lipid nanoparticle was an important part of actually delivering the shot into the body. Because if you were, <clears throat> according to what I've heard, what do I know? I'm not a scientist, but that if you just try to straight up inject mRNA into someone's body, it would not last. Like it wouldn't survive that process. It wouldn't be very effective. It would break down very quickly. So what they apparently discovered was that if you encase that in a lipid nanoparticle, that is the delivery system that will get it in there and then get the body to start yeah. producing those um, spike proteins. That is correct. Mm, you know, like the, the concept of, of the, uh, the mRNA vaccine is not bad. It's a very novel and amazing technology, you know, but I think it's my, my first thought when I first heard about it, when they started rolling these vaccines out was, you know, whoa, 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 slow down. This is a brand new yeah. thing. Let's, uh, let's take a, let's ha have a beat, have a minute and, and let's think about this, you know, and they did the trials and all this stuff and, they just pushed it on right down our throats. But, uh, you know, and my, you know, when I think about what's going to be the new technology for humans going forward, I always think it's, yeah, it's going to be DNA, um, therapy, you know, like you're going to, they're going to have to manipulate your DNA to resist whatever bug is in your system. That's causing the disease. That's making you die and sure i think but that's the tech 
that's just a, that just makes sense to me isn't that kind of uh, how like they did with like the gmo like food and stuff like that where they started changing uh the yeah. genetics of it um change the dna of it change all this stuff in order to be able to say okay certain bugs won't be able to eat or attack or whatever this food so yeah. it's like why not take that same type of technology and utilize that in humans so that way certain viruses allegedly can't do it i mean it obviously didn't happen with this latest uh experiment that they did on humans yeah it was a, um, it was a little less effective yeah, it didn't work did it and they played it out to be <laughs> No, it was more, it's probably more effective in vegetables and fruit than it ever was in humans. Yeah, sure. But like, when was the last time? I haven't heard any kind of updates about, well, not that I look, but any kind of updates about um, genetic engineering in food and the, whether it's been particularly successful, because what comes to mind for me is that nature is so amazing that bugs and things will probably morph to be able to resist whatever they've done. And then what? So I, I haven't really heard any kind of reports of, oh, hey, this is going really well. You know, this happened, that happened. They ha it's just been silence. But then again, I don't read scientific magazines a lot. <laughs> so has anyone else heard any updates about things like that? Not about that. I mean, I just assume it's, you know, Monsanto is still making crop, you know, trademark crops that are blowing in the wind towards mom and pop farms and then they get to sue the crap out of them for stealing their technology oh, yeah. i just assume that's just ongoing Santo what is, oh we lost ashley what is um transhumanism heel trans well you know, i'm that's the part of it that i'm not super familiar with that's i think that's the movement uh amongst people that you know praise uh putting chips in your brain and advancing the human condition you know uh, in general and i think there's the the idea you know the the shadiness behind that is that the transhumanist movement is run by all these global you know super wealthy secretive cult people that all the you know the um, the illuminati controls it and is behind it and it's got a nefarious purpose to try to control all of our brains and turn us into uh, you know, Daleks from Doctor Who or something along those lines. As far as I know, it's the transition between human and cyborg. So it's just like a genderism transition. I guess they're softening us up a little bit in that, perhaps. It's the transitioning. Me, yes, exactly. To me, like, I think it would like be like part human, part like robot or whatever, or well, android. That's, that's what a cyborg is. Mm. Yeah. Well, I have a, Wikipedia. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say Wikipedia says transhumanism is a philosophical and intellectual movement which advocates the enhancement of the human condition by developing and making widely available sophisticated technologies that can greatly enhance longevity and cognition. Uh, transhumanist thinkers study the potential between potential benefits and dangers of emerging technologies that could overcome fundamental human limitations as well as the ethics of using tech such technologies. But to me, that really, I feel like Wikipedia doesn't really define it, so. Oh, what a surprise. <clears throat> One thing that well, I, I just wanted to chime in about really quickly, you're right, Jackie, I don't think they're going to give us 
um, you know, a lot of in-depth info, but I do want to point people towards James Corbett. That is C-O-R-B-E-T-T and his website, CorbettReport.com. He, if you just go to his website and you search technocracy, uh, there's a wealth of information and he has done a lot of podcasts on this, a lot of videos and a lot of time dedicated to doing an analysis and bringing you some quite precise definitions and going over some of the nuance and going over uh, who he believes are some of the major players in this particular movement. Sell? Uh, yeah, well, Elon Musk himself quite rightly says that we are, we are already de facto cyborgs which we are <laughs> when, yeah. like he points out, you know, if you leave the house with, and you've left your phone behind, you feel like you've lost a limb sort of thing. So in that sense, we are kind of, um, but uh, he's, he's talking about the, he's talking just about basically convenience and speeding things up. So he's sort of saying that at the moment, because we're all just thumbs and fingers and at, best being able to talk into a phone to make commands um we run it around about 10 to 100 bits per second that's our our limit of operation um but with computer inputs chips inputs i mean well he didn't say with that but he said computers run at like gigabytes terabytes per second so like yeah uh, we're going to speed the world up <laughs> it's it's already a little fast in my opinion but mm -hmm. what do i know i'm just a farmer <laughs> The other thing about Elon, his, his great grandfather, maybe it was uh, just his grandfather was actually kind of expelled or kicked out of Canada, um, for being a technocrat and having the technocratic movement, which took them to South Africa. Oh. So the connections, yeah. that's the other thing is that the connections with, uh, these people seem to run pretty deep and they are multi-generational in a lot of cases. Well, um, I, I was just going to say, I saw another site where it just said, what is transhumanism? And I think this is actually better as a way of thinking about the future that is based on the premise that the human species in its current form does not represent the end of our development, but rather a comparatively early phase. It's loosely defined movement that has developed, whatever. It's a class of, uh, let's see here. No, I feel like this is not, I feel like transhumanism, okay, this is my, when I think of transhumanism, which is probably the same thing, same as like cyborgism or whatever, is like how it, it's like you just become part android and part human. That's what I think of it as. Right. And it is. It's simple. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what it is. And, and I, I, think, I think it's, sorry, man. No, the definitions you've read, I think, uh, encompass that. That's transhumanism is the movement in support of people becoming, uh, you know, and better humans through, uh, you know, cyborg technology. I think that's yeah. the short definition. I was kind of laughing at the irony of the, um, when he was talking about the, you know, thumbs, thumbs and fingers kind of slow us down, but with, with inputs, mm -hmm. of course, would be quicker. And it's, it's almost like, well, humans with opposing thumbs was sort of once a sign of the greatest form of intellect. And now it's like, that's what's slowing us down. It's, mm -hmm. it's sort of this big flip, you know, Maybe, you know, I, I'm not against it, really. 
I'm, but I'm against what is, you know, probably going to be uh, the adoption of the concept by the government in some way. And they're going to force these things on us. We're not going to be able to fly unless we have a chip in our hand or something that will give us access yeah. to information. Mark of the beast. You know, yeah. yeah, exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah so. It, that's the thing. It's like. I don't know. If, if yeah. I were, if I were disabled, I'd, I would want a, a cybernetic enhancement if it was available to me in order to regain. Well, what if it's going to take over your brain and like control you and stuff like that and then develop you into someone different? Well, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't be as, it would depend on what it was that I was getting, you know, well, fixed. And unless I I don't know, unless I had some like, kind I mean, of Wi-Fi sensor like, in it, I wouldn't worry remember about like, it. Remember, like, back that. in the day, they had the, uh, the, uh, what was it, the Bionic Man? Yeah, they the, had the Bionic yeah, Arm six million dollar like man. that. It's a $600 million man. $6 million man, yeah. And so that was okay. Like, I was fine with that because that yeah. was, that didn't control who he was or change who he was. It just you know provided enhancements in his body and stuff but it didn't i don't want nothing touching my brain i'm sorry just don't like just die let me die and i'll just go be with jesus it's okay they may not <laughs> yeah, let I, you do that you know unless you've got a brain chip yeah. can't access jesus without a brain chip but mm -hmm. um i reckon uh they, there's a possibility i'll oh, just you know in a satirical way we used to go and choose videos in a shop you know, maybe maybe we can choose a bunch of personality downloads because <laughs> mm -hmm. they'll strip us of our humanism, but then we can re re upload a different personality or didn't try a different personality that? each day. <laughs> didn't they do that in Demolition Man? I haven't seen that. Don't know. In the movie, mm, they had when were you they, were, like, when you were imprisoned, they downloaded like skills into your brain. Mm. makes sense and then so that you had some sort of new world world mindset when you emerged unfrozen later you know 100 years later or something like that mm. but uh yeah instructional videos i mean it's not going to be much appreciation for musicians <clears throat> or anything is there because like oh yeah i'll just download how to play bass yeah. guitar today and tomorrow it'll be drums well that's like how, how was the matrix and you know it it makes you wonder it's it's another it's just another facet to the the matrix conspiracy you know what if all of what if we're experiencing the beginnings of ai now we think we're in this world but it's actually already happened the transhumanism movement has succeeded and we've all been given brain chips and we're all plugged into the metaverse <laughs> and you know theory. this is a thousand years later and all the graphics and everything are way better than what we think we're looking at, you know. They're just replaying the the history. They they put in the, the the VHS tape of the the twentieth and twenty first century, and we're just watching it unfurl. You know, we're just living in it. It is. <laughs> it's something I have at least considered, but that was happening. <laughs> there there would well, there'd be no way to know. It's just one of those funny. Uh, you know, thought kind of, you know, thought uh, yeah. exercises, you know, like, like arguing the existence of God. And it's like, we can't, we can't know for sure. So it's just fun to speculate about that sort of stuff. 
Elon was very um, Elon was very heavy about reassuring that uh, all the offline testing before they even put a chip into an animal was all extremely thorough, down to the point of um, they have a fake brain simulator, which all, that made me think of man of two brains as well. Uh, he, this is his words: "It's like em- emulating a brain, but sort of rubber." Hmm. I was thinking, can you, can you be a little more specific, hmm. do you think? You know, like sort of rubber or, or, or that's kind of like a brain, isn't it? Um, so they go through things like bench top testing. Um, another thing they call accelerated life testing, which I realised was an acronym called ALT, which made me then think of Control-Alt-Delete, but that's another side comment. Um, and uh, his monkey that we saw probably 18 months ago, doing the brain pong, brain monkey pong. Mm-hmm. Uh, monkeys now had an upgrade, so <laughs> it's advanced on to other, uh, other games, more compli- complicated games. Oh, and really? they've upped to a whole six monkeys now that they're experimenting on. Because like I, really? I had heard that a lot of those animals um, did not survive the testing phase. Um, and yeah, I think it, it does again, go back to what Jackie's saying. So you're forcing me to play a game in my head, like that. Well, I didn't, you know, the monkey didn't consent to have a brain chip, um, or to be forced to play pong or ping or whatever with yeah. itself, you know, but he's just an animal, Mon- so it doesn't matter. Mm. The monkey sits there, um, sucking on a banana smoothie while it's playing its game through a little like a, a stainless steel straw thing and and elon makes quite a point of saying see the monkey's not tied down or anything the monkey really enjoys it i'm thinking yeah would you lace the smoothie with man <laughs> right and that's the uh, the other main concern for me too is like okay so we get to this part where they really can start solving your issues and whatever they tell you that they're going to do and you know that there there will be upgrades and you know software updates and things like that but when do they get to the point or how far along are they when they can read your thoughts? I mean, they're collecting all of your data. Jackie even posted to Elon that he was doing that. We know he's doing that. Um, <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they, they're collecting all of that. So is it's a possibility that once you have wrong think, wrong think, not even wrong speak, you know, mm. not even mm. trying to rise up or create a, you know, a movement against. They want it right here. They want it right here. Yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and start to control it where it starts. Exactly. Well, no, I don't think they would even need to do that with all the information they've collected from all social media for the past 20 years. They, they don't need the, they don't need to read your brain in real time. They can sure they, they have algorithms yeah. that can predict who's going to be doing what. I'm sure that, I mean, I know that's a thing that predictive, you know, whatever. So that's why would they, why would they need to waste money putting chips in everybody's brain when they can just, all right, who's going to be the next serial killer? Let's, let's, uh, let's prod him into doing something so we can scare everybody into believing we need all the TSA and all that crap on our, in our face all the time. Well, they just brought those laws in recently, didn't they, about the predictive crime thing? Um, mm. They did here in Aussie, and I know they did there as well. So, mm. yeah, it's like, well, crime according to who, you know? <laughs> yep. Minority report. 
Yes. And I'm glad that you brought that up because that was one more, uh, you know, I don't want to say the final topic, but a point that I wanted to make before we do wrap up is the propaganda that we have seen that we have been primed for, for this kind of stuff. So we do have minority report and we have, there's a lot I'm sure we can come up with here, but specifically I wanted to point out a show that's on Amazon called upload. And that was, yeah. Yeah. So this is where a guy is spoiler alert, upload Amazon prime. Um, maybe I won't spoil it, but basically it, it has to do with someone passing away, but still functioning and interacting with the real world, but he's virtual, but it's his yeah. virtual twin. Um, and it, you know, as far as a show that kind of casts it as a rom-com, but I think if you really look at it, it's, uh, it's pretty dark. Did they pull that concept from, um, what's that British TV show? It was on Netflix. It was real popular. Uh, it was kind of like a, Black Mirror. Yeah, know. Black Mirror. Did they pull that from that oh, okay. episode of Black Mirror? Because that that's exactly what happens. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's a great question. That is a very good question. I have no idea if that was the origin of that show, but I wouldn't be surprised. Or if just that we were inundated with just a ton, excuse me, of, you know, this propaganda to try to get people used to the idea of being connected yeah. to the Borg. In the episode I'm thinking of, um, the the girl in the movie or in the show her her boyfriend uh, is killed in a car wreck or something like that and her she you know she's sitting up late at night facebooking and whatever and and her friend says hey you should try looking into this thing and it's a a new it's a it's a program this this developed an artificial intelligence program that takes your social media posts from a deceased loved one and creates a personality that very closely mimics that that person so you can then chat online with your dead relative gross in order to ease yourself through the reading process i think there's some stuff like that it's available now and i do remember that episode this is different than that um but but similar it's different yeah. in that if, uh, well, maybe I'm thinking of another episode of, of Black Mirror where there was an actual person yeah. who was like a clone of that. So this well, is- Well, that, that's what happened yeah, later on episode. in that episode. She gets a notice saying, hey, there's a new development. Okay. We'll, we'll give you, we'll make the person and he'll arrive at your door. And he shows up yeah. and there's the guy, he's standing there and- <laughs> Well, no, wasn't it, wasn't it where she got a- she got a box delivered and I think she had to soak him in the, in the bathtub oh, that, yeah. that episode and like overnight and, and then the next day, right. this figure just mm. arrives, like steps out this wet figure. Yeah. Hi and, darling, uh, wasn't that like the little monkeys that you used to get, like the monkey starfish or something? Sea monkeys. And they sea, were monkeys. Like sea monkeys. Yeah. And then you put them in water and they become alive or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, you Similar. Just the brine shrimp. Like a human. They were just brine shrimp. You buy eggs, brine shrimp eggs. That was out, very out eerie. Form, and they would they would hatch in the brine. Um. So the the Black Mirror episode, I do recall that one, and that was much darker than Upload. Upload, okay. they have it spun as like a rom com, which mm. honestly is even more dystopian and creepy. Yeah, it's less threatening, isn't it? Yeah. But it still gets in. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Uh, another episode of Black Mirror related to what we're talking about is uh, 
where this late is very wealthy person goes through a procedure where they extract her her mind basically keeping it intact but they extract extract a copy of it and put it into a like a little device like a almost like a what are the, what are the uh, alexa things what are they called the the little speakers that you talk to and it controls your house and stuff um i don't know alexa personal hey, Ale i don't know what they call assistance okay well it they downloaded into Control one of those things surveillance yeah mm -hmm. uh in order so that she herself could manage all the aspects of her house's workings because her house was completely automated basically and so she could play the right music when she knew that her real life counterpart could play and set the temperature of the house at different times it were perfect it was a very like creating the perfect slave servant for this wealthy oh yes yeah and uh but the the really dark part about it was that she as the the electronic version of her mind in this little tube was resistant to being turned into a slave like she was like i'm not gonna do this i'm a i'm a person i i'm trapped in you let me out of here you know and and so they they had to hire a guy played by John Hamm. They had to hire the specialist to come in and torture her digital self into submission. And so she would she eventually became this perfect uh, slave controlling assistant slave, you know, for this uh, you know socialite. <laughs> well, there there's a show on Apple that is similar to that. It's called Severance, where they go into work. And they, once they hit a certain point in the elevator mm -hmm. at work, they disconnect from their, um, at home life. So it's very similar of them trying wow. to sort of figure that out and escape in some cases and not being able to, even though it is quote themselves. But, um, I think Jackie, do you want to wrap us up? I think we're kind of coming up on I our think hour. Stella has one last thing she wants to chat with and then, yeah, we can wrap up. Okay, great. Real, real quick. I just wanted to end on the uh, the Elon Musk thing where he basically stands up and in his chat, it's in this order, paraphrasing, we can restore sight to the blind and we can make the lame walk again. And that, that I find is quite chilling um, in light of the possibilities in, in a spiritual sense of who is, who is the beast? Who is coming back? Who is going to be the guy that we all fall in love with, which is there to save us. And he's wonderful he and fantastic. Christ. And then he does the, he does the turn. Yeah. Yep, so I just wanted to you. end on that really. Again, <laughs> they go back to wanting to be able to replace God and yep, there's correct. nothing that's going to be able to create the original creator. You can never replace the original creator. And that is bottom line. Yep. So. Yep. Same in, same into that. Okay. All right, you guys, it's been another amazing episode of Union of the Unknowns. I'm so excited. I haven't been on in a while. And I was like, you guys can record the next day, our next episode, so I can be a part of it. So I really appreciate y'all being flexible with me. And even though Keel is no longer flexible in our older age, uh, <laughs> but I appreciate you being mentally flexible. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. I hope you have a fantastic evening. All right, you too. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bless you. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Union of the Unknowns. You can find new episodes every week on all your favorite podcasting networks.